The thrill and excitement of March Mania is here, and DraftKings Sportsbook, one of America's top-rated sportsbook apps, is giving new customers a shot to turn 5 bucks into $150 instantly in bonus bets with any college basketball bet. You can find all the lines and available odds, of course, at the DraftKings Sportsbook app. North Carolina listeners, don't forget, DraftKings Sportsbook is now live in your state. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code SBNFL. New customers can bet 5 bucks to get $150 instantly in bonus bonus bets only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code SBNFL. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 8778-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash bball for eligibility, deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. You're listening to BGN Radio with Brandon Lee Gowton and Jimmy Kemsky. What's going on, everybody? This is BGN Radio episode number. You just said it a second ago. What is it? It's 268. 268. We are both here in Cleveland, and by both, I'm referring to myself, Jimmy Kemsky from PhillyVoice.com and Brandon Lee Galton of BleedingGreenNation.com. We're both here in Cleveland. I'm in Cleveland, actually. Are you in Cleveland right now? I'm in Berea or Berea. Oh, you're in Berea. Mm -hmm. Berea. I think it's Berea. Uh, Ohio, which is where the Browns practice. That's where their facilities are. We were there today for Eagles, Browns, joint practices. Eventful day, unexpectedly, from from our perspective, in that Deshaun Watson Mm. had his suspension finalized today. He gets 11 games, and he comes back in time. I thought 11 was a weird number, and then I realized later that he's coming back in time for his game against the Houston Texans. So that's why it's 11, which is ridiculous to me. Um, but total like, lack of remorse <laughs> from him in his press conference after the suspension was, uh, was, uh, was um, publicized, released, announced, whatever. Uh, Jimmy Haslam, the Browns owner, spoke after him. Uh, didn't say anything that is going to make anyone feel better about the situation. Uh, but again, a weird day. Uh, here because there was big breaking NFL news, um, you know, prior to the practice. But we're not going to spend too much time on that. I think we'll probably pretty much just get to the practice notes. I have family that I have not have to, but want to and love them very much. And I'm going to see uh, <laughs> nice after, catch when we, after we record this podcast. Uh, and they are waiting for me with pulled pork sandwiches. Wow. So I'm looking forward to those. Why don't you kick us off? Well, first of all, I guess we need mm. to hear about the best meat snacks in the land. And then why don't you just go right into your first practice note? Yeah, absolutely, Jimmy. Uh, com discount code BGN20. We appreciate you going to com and using discount code BGN20 for 20% off your order. Jimmy, the big news that you cited at the top of the podcast impacted today's Eagles practice because... It wasn't just Deshaun Watson fully running with the ones like I think I had heard had been going on for most of the summer here in Mm -hmm. Ohio, where Jacoby Brissett, who actually uh, got a big hug from Nick Sirianni before practice, obviously those two Mm -hmm. spending time together in Indy, um, he took some first team reps as well. So I thought that was kind of a little bit of a disappointing development from the Eagle standpoint. 
Um, I actually didn't see a ton of the defense. I don't know about you because you were kind of standing where I was. And for yeah. uh, listeners' perspective, we were standing uh, on two football fields side by side on the sideline. Um, and the Eagles defense versus the Browns offense was the far field. So it was a little tougher to see. And also, I mean, come on, anyone who's and also no one was sitting no media members at all were sitting on that side of the field closer to yeah. that one. I mean, it's all about, you know, Jalen Hurts and the offense. We wanted to see the offense. Of course. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. Um, and the Browns didn't let us stand in a place where you could see both kind of like we did or, or we're able to like with the Jets or like the Eagles basically do when they have joint pra- training camp practices mm-hmm. in Philly. Um, so limited stuff there. Um that's not the story, though. I just wanted to mention that my first observation would be, I think the big story of today's practice, I have not yet finalized my practice notes in terms of writing the headline and everything, but mm-hmm. I have in my head that I'm going to be writing about Jalen Hurts and Devontae Smith, because I think that both of those okay. guys look good. I think the Eagles offense on the whole, I think Hurts had his best day by far. And we've said really? that. Really? Yeah. Wow. I, I had him just as a stock neutral. Wow. I think that's wrong. Hmm. hmm. All right. Well, I'll concede on that because I was I was debating between stock neutral and stock up. Um, but go ahead. Go on. He threw a lot of passes. So I think there's a lot of times in camp to this point where there have been stock up days. But it wasn't about making flashy plays as it was kind of just kind of you know, consistently being efficient. Today, I thought there were the highlight throws in there as well, which really impressed me. I thought there were some mm-hmm. difficult throws in tight windows and players being tightly covered. And he came out on fire. Now, there was a stretch there, I think, like, uh, I don't think it was necessarily the last full 11-on-11. 11 11. It might have been before that, where the offense went cold a little bit. So I wouldn't say it was an A-plus practice for him. I, I do think uh, you're, you're kind of looking maybe like A-minus, still really good. But I don't think it was a perfect practice for him. But I do think it was his strongest so far in terms of uh, flashy highlight throws. He had one-on-one. He, was, he came out on fire. I mean, he had a, uh, a touchdown throw to A.J. Brown down the left sideline. Uh, one-handed catch, incredible play. And then he had another one to Devontae Smith down the right sideline. He also had a pass interference penalty uh, down the right sideline. To They were holding like crazy throughout yeah. that entire drill. Yeah, I thought Devontae, even team drills too. I thought there was a play that they called it a breakup and there was no flag, but I thought Devontae, it wasn't even PI. I just thought he was getting mugged on the way down the sideline. I thought he was like easily yeah. getting held. Um, so I thought Hurts looked really good. I think, I think he made high-level throws today. So the 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 big highlight that he had, uh, which I thought was one of his best throws of camp, was he. It, it was during eleven on elevens, and he stepped up into the pocket, and then he moved to his left. Yeah, but kept his eyes down the field, and was still in the pocket, sort of when he was moving to his left. He was like drifting threw, left. Yeah, yeah, and he threw on the move again to his left to the left side of the field where AJ Brown was running toward the sideline, and the throw was on the money. AJ, it was like a twenty-five yard gain. Uh, right at the sideline, and uh, A.J. Brown made the catch in between. I don't know who the corner and the safety were, but um, just a perfect pinpoint throw on the run. And also, I mean, we've talked a lot about, I mean, it, it, one of the big themes of camp really has been, you know, is Jalen Hurts escaping the pocket too early? Is he spending enough time in the pocket? Um, is he not exercising, uh, you know, all of his options uh, in, the, in the routes before he, you know, drifts out of the pocket? And in this case, he stepped up. He faded left, stayed in the pocket, kept his eyes down the field, and made a gorgeous throw. So it was all there. Every element of, the, of that play was there, and the, and the throw was pinpoint accurate, perfect. Uh, so yeah, that that was that that might have been his best throw of camp. Um, it's certainly up there. I, it's, it's I would say it's top three at least. Um, he had another 
play kind of like that, where he stepped up into the pocket, drifted left again, but he threw again. He threw across his body, and it was like yeah, way I didn't behind love that. Dallas Goddard, and could have been picked. It wasn't. It was just broken up instead by I think Ronnie Harrison, mm-hmm. uh, the Brown safety. Um, so he was, you know, up and down a little bit in, in in that regard. But that that throw that he made to AJ Brown for you know roughly 25, 30 yard game that was a special throw. And Devontae Smith, I just think he looked unguardable for the most part out there. The Browns didn't have a chance of covering him. I mean, yeah. he, he and I, you know, we, we heard from A.J. Brown after practice. By the way, I have to bring this up because it was like, I said, is this just me? Or did it seem like A.J. Brown was like down after practice? He didn't. He seemed like, were you in on him? I was, yeah, during his interview. Yeah, don't talk with your hands yeah. in front of your face, Jimmy. It's a bad, oh, bad for podcasting. <laughs> but yeah, he seemed down to me. I'm an amateur. <laughs> yeah, you know, I didn't even think about that when he was I didn't notice it when when we were interviewing him, but now that you mention it, yeah, maybe a little bit. I don't know. Maybe. He did say he feel like he kind of got uh out of himself or taken out of himself a little bit because there was some trash talk going on. No full-on fights in this practice, but there was some yeah. there was some jarring going on and is that is that the right word? Jarring? Jabbing? Jaw, jawing. 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 Why did I say jarring? J J A W I N G. Like Jay Jolling. Mm, Jay Jolling. No, no more of that going on. Maybe in Seattle, but not here. Uh, but yeah, so I don't know if he was referring to that in terms of why maybe he was a little frustrated that he kind of did something out of character in his mind. Or, you know, conspiracy theory is that Devontae Smith has been getting a lot more targets recently and he hasn't been getting as much. And not that I would complain about A.J. Brown wanting more action because that's absolutely the mindset an alpha wide receiver yeah. should have. But you know, yep. it's just still like something to something to monitor. I would say not like not raising any kind of red serious red flag right now. But I thought it was weird. I was like, that's a little strange. Um, but anyway, to that point, Devontae Smith looks really good. He is back from this injury and he's showing no effects of that whatsoever. He is such a good route runner. That's what AJ Brown highlighted. What makes him so yep. special, and that we know that it's obvious. But I just wanted to see what he would say too, and if he would go beyond that. But I think it's that simple. He just knows how to get open. He got open multiple times. And uh, he, he, he didn't come up with a couple of contested catches. But again, I thought there was a holding and at least one of those. Another one I just thought was a really good breakup. Couldn't really couldn't. I think better, maybe better ball placement would have made it an easier throw. I don't know. Um, but he's really good. It's clear that he's a very good player. Yeah, the thing about Devontae Smith, this camp is that he's done some things in practices where I've kind of been like we all like you said, we all know he's a great route runner. He can get open he can get separation. He's got good hands and all that. But he's had a few moments in this camp where I've he's he's done something and I've kind of gone I didn't know he could do that. Mm. For, so for example, the last two practices he went up high for throws that were near the sideline. Like I didn't know that he had those kinds of hops. Mm. Um, and then today he caught a pass over the middle. He had a little bit of room to work with in the middle of the field, and he looked flashy yeah. uh, after the catch. Uh, on that run after the catch, he made a couple guys miss, and it might have been a score if like he kept going or whatever. But they blew the whistle dead. Um, so like he's had those kinds of moments in this camp, and I think I mentioned—I don't know if I mentioned to you off the you know uh, off the air or it was on the podcast, but he doesn't look as skinny to me. Yeah, you were saying that did. last did episode. Did I say that on the podcast? Yeah, okay. Um, he looks like a little more built, hmm. and. Uh, I think it's translating to maybe a little bit more athleticism for him. Um, he also got into it with Richard LeCount, who went to Georgia. Did you see? So uh, if I'm, I'm sure most of our listeners probably follow Josh Tolentino, mm-hmm. who is the new um, 
not new. He was he was here last year too, I guess. Um, but he works for the Inquirer, where he's sort of um, he has a whole thread basically on uh, Devontae Smith and and Richard LeCount going back and forth. And there's a clip from back in high school yeah. that Seamus sent me for my notes, where Richard LeCount like is is uh, guarding him at the line. He's 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 pressing him. And the play goes to the like they go to the sideline. Richard LeCount like really jammed him up. It went to the sideline, went deep into the sideline, and then Richard LeCount like dumped him over the bench. Mm. <laughs> and, uh, and like they were jawing about that, maybe I don't know. And uh, at one point, and again, I didn't see all this, so I'm just going off of uh, uh, Josh Tolentino's uh, you know Twitter uh, account here and, and his thread. But apparently, uh, Nick Sirianni alluded to. Uh, Devonte Smith essentially winning the Heisman uh, uh, against Georgia <laughs> the year that he won it. So I really like that, not just because it's funny and it's good fodder for mm-hmm. a podcast or writing or whatever, uh, and it's a good little quip, but it also kind of shows that he's got his players' backs, and he did it in a way that it was funny and like you know, and pumped up his own player. Like you know, like this guy won a Heisman. Like you, you aren't shit, Richard LeCount. Like, you know, it's kind of like the message, kinda, right? Uh, in that in that scenario, and I love to see that from from a head coach. Yeah, I also saw Devonte. Uh, so he drew that pass interference penalty down the right sideline later in practice, and after the play, as a defensive back is wont to do, was like you know, like come on, like given like the like what did I do wrong to the refs or like no, that wasn't a penalty, <laughs> right. and. Uh, Devante and whoever that defensive back were, they kind of get in each other's face a little bit. And with Devante, I think he's kind of the guy who's not going to like, you know, start something there and get up and try to escalate it, but he's going to, he will not be afraid to get into your face and tell you like, yeah, that's a penalty all day. And I'll score a touchdown on you next time. Like he's like, he's an alpha, um, maybe a lower key alpha, but he certainly is one and a very good player. We saw hints of that last year, like at the end of the giants game. Where he yes. wasn't getting like Jalen <laughs> yeah. Rager got had two opportunities to win the game and didn't capitalize them and Devontae Smith felt like the ball should have gone his way and kind of don't blame him <laughs> but he was he threw his helmet uh, after that game was over and you know I kind of like to see that from wide receiver I think wide receivers you're, you're okay with like them and I don't want to say Devontae Smith is selfish or anything like that but having selfish moments like that like AJ Brown got asked Bo Wolf has been like asking players um, you know who who they think uh, uh, is primed for a big season in 2022. And when he asked uh, A.J. Brown today, A.J. Brown said, me. <laughs> me is in A.J. Brown, not Jimmy Kemsky. Mm-hmm. Uh, but he said, he said, like, and I remember last year he was doing that uh, around the time when they were at Jets joint practices. I forget who the player was who he asked. And that player named himself. And we all kind of like, you know, made fun of that player, <laughs> like off to the side. I don't remember who it was. Um, but in this case with AJ Brown, that's fine. You want your wide receiver to kind of have that attitude. And like, you know, nobody's going to make fun of AJ Brown for saying he thinks he's going to have a, a good season. It, wide receivers should have big egos and uh, you kind of need to have that to be successful in the NFL, in my opinion. I agree. Uh, did anything else stand out to you about the offense? Uh Hmm. Well, there were two great celebrations today. Uh, the first was by Landon Dickerson, who just planted a guy. I didn't see how it developed. I don't know if it was like a wham block or 
if the linebacker, I think his name was Jacob Phillips. Did you say, were you about to say something? What was he like pulling? Uh, yeah. So it may have been a wham block, uh, or you might've been, I don't know, but mm-hmm. he just, he just planted. I saw, I only saw the, I only saw the guy like go into the ground. He hit the, he hit the ground hard and when <laughs> Dickerson starts dancing, uh, after he pancaked this dude as the play's still kind of going on, by the way, he's, he's dancing in the middle of the field. Uh, Lane Johnson was like talking about it during his press conference, uh, after, after practice today. And then the other, uh, <laughs> the other celebration that was great was, uh, Devin Allen, uh, knocked a guy to the ground during a special teams drill. And his celebration was to go and hurdle that yeah. guy, <laughs> <laughs> which is just amazing. Like that is awesome. That's the best celebration I've, I've, that probably Eagles training camp history. That is, uh, I mean, he can do it, so good for him. But like, that's asking for a fight though tomorrow or something. I feel like you know, there's someone yes. going after his knees or something like that's. Uh, yeah. You're playing a fire a little bit there. I'd be I'd be careful if I was Devin Allen on uh, the Friday's practice. Uh, Leonard Dickerson does kind of dance a little bit when he draws an either he or someone else draws an offside penalty. I've noticed. Yes, yeah, like he'll true. always he'll always like point out and kind of do a little dance. Um, so he has that kind of you know feistiness or that whatever you want to call it to him. Okay, so that's for the offense. Again, defense, I feel like you didn't really get a good sense of them either unless you were keying in more. So I had binoculars, and I was checking in when I – what I so if they were running plays, if the, if the Eagles offense and the Browns offense were running plays simultaneously, I was watching the Eagles offense. Um, but I, I did check in. Like I tried – even with the binoculars, it was hard to see exactly what was going on on that side of the field. It looked like the Browns were having success yeah. uh, moving the ball against the Eagles defense. Again, I didn't watch it that closely, but I did see Browns players often running down the field with the football. So like that can't be, I did, I did try to focus at times on Kareem hunt mm. when he had the ball because he wants to be traded. And I actually think he would be a great trade target uh, for the Eagles. I think he's instantaneously their best running back. If they were to add him, it gives you all kinds of different dimensions in terms of the power back that you don't have. He's a receiver out of the backfield, and I don't think Kenny Gainwell's done anything uh, to really earn a substantial amount of playing time this season. Uh, so he gives you that as well. And it'd be a great compliment to, you know, sort of the more explosive uh, Miles Sanders. But I think he would be the number one back with sort of Miles Sanders. Maybe they'd probably be like 1A and 1B uh, in whatever order you prefer. But I, I think the Eagles should absolutely kick the tires there. And, and he he looked he looked very good to me today. Okay, yeah, I didn't think the Browns had as much success running the ball against the Eagles as they did throwing, at least when I could tell. I did see Deshaun Watson connect with uh, Anthony Schwartz, I believe, down the field at one yes. point for deep reception down the left sideline. Avante Maddox was trailing in coverage at that point. Um, I did see a couple other kind of bigger plays, either through the air or whatnot. Um, again, didn't see enough to, to know the full detail there. So it, to me, my impression from watching as much as I could was that I thought the Eagles offense was ahead of the Browns defense but uh, to me it looked like the Browns offense might have been ahead of the Eagles defense or like more 50-50 that was a little bit closer Uh, that was my interpretation do you think that's unfair no I think that's about right you're doing the thing with your hands in front of your face again Jimmy no I think that's about right (laughs) there we go now we can hear you Uh, what did you get from the one-on-ones if anything with the offensive linemen so Marlon Tui Peloto, uh dominated, uh, in my opinion. And let me just take a step back. I think that three of the of the Eagles' late draft picks in 2021 have stood out in various ways. And I'm talking about Marlon Tui Peloto, Teron Jackson, and 
uh, Patrick Johnson, who yeah. has really come on of late. Um, he didn't really get any kind of love in the stock up, stock down media poll because he hadn't really like strung together a bunch of good days in a row. But he got props from Jonathan Gannon today, who said that he has been playing with violence uh, of late. Of course, he got into a fight with uh, Andre, a couple, you know, a couple different like um, sort of uh, mashups with uh, Andre Dillard, and then a full on fight with him. Uh, but yeah, those three guys have ha- have all had their moments. Tron Jackson, um, his get off at the uh, at the snap has has been impressive to me. Uh, Patrick Johnson was in the backfield uh, consistently today. I know he he had at least one sack. He came close on a few others. Um, and then Marlon Tui Pelotu just looks like a totally different player than he did uh, a year ago in training camp. Um, I think we've mostly seen him win with power in these one-on-one drills and also in 11-on-11s, but he won a couple different times today with some quickness, which uh, he's flashed out a little bit throughout camp, but I, I thought he he really showed that today. So those three guys, if they can become role players on this team you don't need any of those three guys to start or play like you know a a really significant number of snaps uh, you know unless somebody gets hurt or something like that but if those guys can be role players and just fill in uh, those three guys look like they have made a legitimate jump from year one to year two and on the snaps that they do have to play there were times last year where if you know you had to sub out your defensive lineman and put in the second team they're, like the, the defense is going to get shredded, especially like any, against any kind of good quarterback at all. And I feel like in those in those situations, those guys will at least give you a chance to get off the field. They have a lot of depth there on the interior. Uh, I think when you're finding roles for all those guys, Teron Jackson, as we mentioned before, kind of fits in as your fourth defensive end, a Ryan Kerrigan upgrade. Um, if you're looking yep. at Patrick Johnson, that's a guy who can kind of spell Hassan Reddick, you know, at points yep. and think be, add some more depth there. Uh, in addition to having, you know, he could play uh, as a, a defensive end too if you, if you want him to. You can do different things with him. And then Tui Pelotu, I mean, it's just more depth there in the interior where another guy who I thought had a – also, by the way, I wanted to mention Patrick Johnson did have a sack in team drills today. Um, mm-hmm. That was nice. Uh, was Mr. T looking good? And, you know, Eagles having Fletcher Cox and Javon Hargrave who's been missing time with a toe injury. And really, like in theory, could be traded. I think, like when because he, he's he's a free agent after this year. Not that they want to do that, but I mean, if they're not going to resign him, and you have all this depth, um, it's just a lot of bodies there. It feels like you have to trade someone. Not that you don't have to, but it feels like it would be nice if you could at least trade one of those bottom of the roster guys. Because a guy like Marv, Big Marv, Marvin Wilson, he had a good day today, and um, he, I thought, correct me if I'm wrong, I thought he had a standout moment or two in one on ones. I didn't see. But I thought I had heard some either coach praise about him, like during practice or something. But mm-hmm. I know for sure he did have a sack during team drills. Um, and after the play, it was actually, I think, a little bit too close to being a real sack, where after the play, uh, Sirianni kind of got on him a little bit and was like, you know, hey, hey, let's be careful there. But Big Marv went up to Jonathan Gannon and gave him like a big chest bump, and, and Gannon was really happy with him. So, And all the defensive linemen were like giving him high fives after that play. So, you know, that's another guy who's just stood out here. Um, getting revenge against his former team in the Browns. That's right. It, it, it feels like they just have so many bodies there that, I mean, if they're cutting them, I, I, someone's going to claim those Eagles def- one of those Eagles defensive tackles if they don't make the roster because um, their one through five are pretty set. So that's all I have to add on that. So getting back to uh, one-on-ones too, I thought the Eagles offensive linemen pretty much c- like completely tr- controlled uh, the Browns defensive linemen. And t- we should note, by the way, yeah. 
Miles Garrett didn't practice today. <laughs> Big absence. Den- Denzel Ward didn't practice today. Yeah. And their second corner, Greg Newsom, also mm. did not practice well, today. So- <laughs> significant absences. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. In fact, that's kind of, I mean, that's not why I, I said uh, Hertz stock neutral. Um, why don't we just do that right now? While, while no, Jimmy, we can't up. do it now. We have to wait. <laughs> we, I mean, we already said it, kind of. Yeah, well, I, I had him as stock neutral because there were long stretches of practice today where the Eagles offense just didn't really move the ball at all. Hmm. But I think you make the point that um, maybe not, not maybe not move the ball at all, but th- like they weren't completing anything more than 10 yards down the field. It was just the the one throw to A.J. Brown that I highlighted. And then otherwise, everything was really short kind of. Mm. The one thing I will know, too, by the way, is that out route that A.J. Brown runs, that's going to be their go-to on third medium. They've completed that in 11-on-11 scenarios at least a dozen times, I'd say, throughout training camp. Brown seems to just always get separation on that route. And it's one of the routes where Hurts knows what he's doing. Like he gets the ball out with anticipation and the ball's coming out while Brown is in his break and they complete it over and over and over again. I think you're going to see that dialed up when they're in third and five, third and six, third and seven, those kinds of scenarios. You're going to see the, a lot of that this season. Um, anyway, uh, but I will concede to your stock up because I think so normally I don't really care about what he's doing in one-on-ones and seven on sevens. But you do make the point that he was on point uh, during those drills, which I think does count for something. All right. So why don't we take a break here and we will be back with the awards. Jimmy, we will be back after this, right after we talk about Right to Sell on Craft Turkey, Right to Sell on.com, <laughs> discount code BGN20, 20% off your order. Go there today. Oh, and Kristen Roach, yep. call her if you're looking to buy or sell your house. 856-906-9295. Brandon. Back after this. Hey, this is Scott Galloway, author, professor, entrepreneur, and most importantly, host of the Prop G podcast. We got a special series running on right now called The Future of Work, where I answer all your questions on, surprise, The Future of Work. Questions including, what are we missing when we work remotely? Or how do we handle work-life balance when a major opportunity comes knocking? From the provocative to the technical, we're offering insights you won't want to miss. So tune in to The Future of Work, a PropGPod special sponsored by Canva. You can find it on the PropGPod wherever you get your podcasts. Back here on BGN Radio. From our first of two joint training camp practices here in Ohio, or Slow Ohio, as the rental car person told me, Jimmy, that they call <laughs> oh, it yeah. here. And I was like, oh, it's okay. a good one. What does that uh, mean? Slow Ohio? Yeah, it's hard to figure out. Oh. You okay. know, like life. Are, people just, are you kidding people me? Just... Are, you, are you doing a bit? <laughs> no, do people just take their time here? Oh, yeah, like a slower pace of life than, you know, oh. maybe the East Coast. I don't know if it's that much slower. Mm. We're not that far. I drove here. So if you, I feel like if you drive somewhere and it's not that bad, the people that live there probably aren't that much different than, well, maybe they are. <laughs> I don't know. Anyway, uh, we both said <laughs> we're going to agree on Hertz stock up. You said he's having a good training camp today on Twitter, which I don't really agree with. But, no? Okay. I mean, good is relative. Um, what, what what kind of grade would you give him for training camp so far? If you I give would him, say he's a solid B. 
Okay. Well, then, yeah, that would not be like, because relative to expectation, that would not be. Cause I think for this team to be what they want to be, I think you need Jalen Hurts to have like an A kind of training camp or A minus, like an A range training camp. A B, like. No, like B, B plus, somewhere in that range. Okay. Um, again, I thought today was a good day. I'm going to put stock up for him and leave it there. And I think it would be very encouraging if he builds on that tomorrow. Obviously, you, I didn't even think about the Garrett and Greg Ward. Or not Greg Ward. What's it? Denzel Ward. Denzel Ward. And uh, Greg, Newsom. Greg Newsom all being out. Like That's that's tough. <laughs> that's tough. <laughs> that's, it's, it's annoying that that's all happening. And it's annoying, again, that Watson isn't just taking the full first team reps because, like, you're not getting, you know, the. We at least did get to see him. He looked good too, by the way. He did. I mean, he's a he's a he's a douche, <laughs> but he looked good on the field. Uh, yeah, I can't argue. Uh, on, on either point, uh, MVP Jimmy, who are you gonna go with? I'm going Devonte. Okay. Uh, because he just had a like you said. I mean, you documented it. He's a not well documented in words, but he had he had a good, he actually almost had a couple great catches too. Again, he went up high mm-hmm. on one where he almost mossed uh, a defensive back way down the field. I believe that was in one-on-ones. Maybe it was seven-on-sevens. But as he was coming down with the ball, I, think, yeah. I thought the defensive back kind of got lucky uh, to get a hand on the ball and was able to knock it out. Agree. But, that, that was the one I referenced earlier where it kind of oh, just got okay. disrupted at the catch point. And like, I don't yeah, think it was yeah, a drop yeah. or a bad play. It just kind of yeah, it just didn't work out. He looked great on that play doing it though, even though it yes. like the ball hit the ground. He, it was like, wow, that guy has that guy is good. Like, you know, you, yeah. If you were like an alien just dropped off onto the field and you had no idea what football was, you would go, oh yeah, that guy's better than a lot of these other guys. Yeah, I think the defensive back there got fortunate or like lucky, like that. It kind of like it's, yes, like he wasn't like he didn't break it up knowing exactly what he was doing. He was kind of like flailing and, and trying to do anything he could, and it happened to kind of break up the pass ultimately. So he kind of he got lucky. He survived that rep, but, but not thanks to like a great play by him, as much as just kind of the circumstance. I will also put Devonte Smith as my MVP. I considered Hurts, but I think it was a kind of double MVP day for Devonte, who. Like he was the story. Like he dominated today. He went out there, and I tweeted at one point earlier in practice, and was kind of hoping it would remain true. So then it didn't age poorly. But I was like, the Browns can't cover Devonte Smith, and they couldn't. Mm-hmm. They could not cover him. Um, so he deserves it. He's been great. LVP, Deshaun Watson. <laughs> I was thinking about doubling <laughs> up on him, but if you have to, I think we should. I don't want to put him in the category. So I don't even want to like give him the, you know, the honor. <laughs> Of making it, I think he okay. both gets an honorary, like lowest of the LVPs on the chart. I can put him there uh, if it makes you happy too, at the very bottom. But I don't even, I don't even want to like think about him or talk about him. Uh, you saw his triggered quote, right? No. <laughs> so he's hold on. Let me pull it up here. I was listen- when I was I was in on his press conference. I was listening. He was talking very low, so it was hard to hear him. Sure, and it was outside. But I and I said, did he just say in my mind? I'm like, did he just say that people were triggered? Mm. And that's why he was he had previous. So Mike Gar, I'll just read Mike Garofalo's tweets. This is a little mini thread. Mike Garofalo says Deshaun Watson on why he accepted a settlement if he claims he's innocent. Uh, quote. I've always been able to stand on my innocence and always said I never assaulted or disrespected anyone. But at the same point, I have to continue to push forward with my life and career. And then 
next tweet, Garofalo says, Deshaun Watson on why he's apologizing then. For every <laughs> quote, for everybody that was affected by the situation, there were a lot of people that were triggered. <laughs> like, holy shit, man. Like, really? That's your quote? A lot of people were triggered? I didn't do anything wrong, but, <laughs> you know, I somehow. Uh, I shouldn't be laughing at this. It's just. It's, well, you're it's laughing. Cra- it's crazy. You're not laughing at, obviously, the subject material as much yeah. as just the absurdity of the situation <laughs> and his response. Crazy. Good Lord. He doesn't care. He doesn't care about what he did. And he never will. Well, he didn't do anything. And he got 11 Great, He got yeah. eleven games. All he got was 11 games. Calvin Ridley bet on mm-hmm. his own team when he was out. He wasn't even playing. And he gets a year. Indefinite, actually. At least, and, at least a yeah, year. Yeah, indefinite suspension for at least a year. Yeah, I have nothing more to add other than, like, you know, the Eagles wanted this guy. They, re- they did. It wasn't <laughs> yes. just, like, a matter of, like, the Eagles were like, nah, we're good. We're going to pass now. No. They wanted. I don't know. I guess at what point they stopped wanting him, but my sense was not. Well, he didn't want to come here, right? And that was my sense why they kind of stopped pursuing him is because he didn't want to come to Philadelphia. But that didn't mean Uh that Howie Roseman didn't want a meeting with Deshaun. When back when member Watson was like taking meetings for a little bit with like the like Falcons. I'm. I could be wrong, but my belief is that the Eagles would have. Taken a meeting if they could have gotten a meeting, but they couldn't no, have gotten no a meeting. So Falcon anyway, Saints, Saints were one of them too. Falcon right? Saints, yeah. Panthers, Browns, obviously Panthers. Panthers. Yeah. Uh, all right, Dolphins were they in the mix too? I don't think so. I think they were out of it at that point. That okay. was like there was like talk that Flores was the connection there, and you know he okay. was gone. Anyway, uh, who's your LVP if you're picking an Eagles player? Uh, that I'm unprepared on. All right, I'll I'm go gonna, first. I then. do. I, I so no, I, I do have one. Okay, well, and I'm gonna half point each. Ooh, I, I mm. saw multiple times Kayvon Wallace and uh Joukowsky Tart, yeah, getting roasted down. There's some I don't know who he is, 86 on the on the Browns, yeah, who was some that big lumbering tight end? He was just catching, he was catching balls all over the field, and it and I felt like every time he did. <laughs> There was it was like Kayvon or Tart chasing after him. Miller Forrestal. He did go to <laughs> okay. Alabama, so <laughs> Okay. <laughs> but Miller Forrest you know, can't stop Miller Forrestal. Yeah, this eighty six was just running all over the field with the ball. <laughs> I also considered putting Tart, especially just because like how could you come in here being like, you know, a starter in an NFC championship game team last year and then like fall to third string behind Josiah Scott who's playing at safety, you got moved. Like it's just, it's been a stock down training camp for him, and he just hasn't made any plays. And again, I think some of that is his game. He's not really much of a make plays guy as he is prevent them. But clearly, he wasn't preventing mm-hmm. them today. And I agree. I think I think Kayvon Wallace, like if he makes the team, like what has he done to really make the team? No, yeah, nothing. He had a like, nice pass breakup one day. The ball shot up in the air, and somebody intercepted it. And that's that's the only good thing that I can really think of. Yeah, I agree. So, all right, kind of breaking the the rules here, but half a point each LVP of those guys. I'm gonna put Kenny Gainwell, and I gave him one last episode okay. too, and he got doubled up on. But like, I was I was sitting there at practice day on the bleachers, watching the Eagles use him way too much. I feel like where how many plays with Kenny Gainwell and training camp have been like two yard gains, like a flat in the flat and out of it. Like it's just like what is it, like this is your this is like a bread and butter play. It was like remember when. 
2015, the Eagles always opened up a game with like a swing pass for like one yard. To, to DeMarco Murray. Yeah. It's the most infuriating <laughs> thing. It's like, what is the point yes. of this play? Uh, it kind of reminded me of that. I just, I just like, and, and by contrast, Boston Scott actually returned to practice in yes. full today. And like, yeah, he looked good. And he looked good. And it's just like, He's clearly better than Kenny Gainwell. He should be the second running back on this team. Yeah. At least in terms of playing time. Not Kenny Gainwell. Not that Ken, I, I don't know. I'm not even gonna I, I don't know. And also Kenny Gainwell dropped a punt today. Not that he's ever gonna be used in that role, but like he's not done anything that makes you feel really good about him. I heard you at one point say on the bleachers, what did you say about him? Uh you said like he's at a terrible camp or something to that effect. <laughs> you said like that, that out loud. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. like and it's disappointing too. I loved him coming out of college. I thought he was awesome at Memphis, and I thought he was like a absolute steal in the fifth round. And I just haven't, I just haven't seen it since he's been on the Eagles. Yeah, there's just there hasn't been any juice there. And he did have a groin injury, I believe, at one point, and he came back from that not too long after. Yeah, maybe that's still bothering maybe. him, but like. Yeah. Ultimately, I just think it's been a really disappointing camp for him, and kind of worried that the Eagles might be like wasting touches on him and plays yeah. on him when they're they could be and also kind of just un- underscoring to your point earlier the Eagles need for running more running back help on the whole I think they need more talent at that position I think Sanders has missed his third straight day with a hamstring I'm guessing he'll be okay but you know he's not the most reliable guy uh, I think Boston Scott does still look good has some juice but it's, you know kind of more of a second or third running back Gainwell like I just don't I just don't see the appeal right now at all. It'd be a shame to have an elite rushing t- attack, or at least everything, all, the whole framework to have an elite right. rushing attack with the quarterback who can run, and all five guys along the offensive line are good run blockers. Mm-hmm. Um, and they that's the star of the rushing attack is the offensive line. And it'd be a shame to have it go to waste because you only have one running back <laughs> you know so like sure would be and, a shame <laughs> so i think they do have to add one uh at some point whether that's somebody up the street or by a trade or whatever and, and again kareem hunt would make this team pretty scary offensively mm. uh in my opinion um you know as long as you get him and, and he's anything close to what he's been over his career he was like a bona fide like star player uh when he was with kansas city for you know before his, uh, I mean, his off the field stuff is very alarming say, too. Kind of so gonna have to give him an LVP too. Yeah, I mean, not as bad as what Deshaun Watson did, um, but not good. <laughs> so you kind of have to, uh, if 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 you if you know, it's a guy that you gotta kind of like swallow whatever and uh, and. <laughs> like find, find a way to root for him somehow not a guy uh, whose jersey you're going to be buying <laughs> yeah right you're happy he can help the team maybe but yeah you wish you didn't have that other stuff going on yeah they need to add more help there i think I, di- I didn't come into camp feeling that way and i think some other people did but i just i'm like yeah i can't like i just i'm not seeing it with gainwell right now um what was your play of the day yeah, that's easy. It's the it's a great throw by Jalen Hurts to to AJ Brown. I think that's uh, just a chalk and a very easy decision for me. I don't think it was easy for me because there were some good plays because there was multiple ones to Devonte. Um, AJ Brown had a great one handed catch in one and one that has almost become like routine for him at this point, and maybe mm-hmm. it's kind of being uh, underappreciated from that sense. 
But I want to give some love to Landon Dickerson. How often do you get a offensive line play of the day? I think okay. he deserved it for absolutely destroying that linebacker and then having some fun afterwards. So I'll give it to him. Why not? Uh, okay. Jimmy, do you have any final thoughts? Uh, yes. I love my family and I can't wait to see them in 15 to 20 minutes. I'm sure they will appreciate hearing this back. Hopefully <laughs> they listen. You can put you can put on the podcast later if it gets up or okay. send it to them. Yeah. Um, what are you guys going to – you said the pulled pork? Pulled pork sandwiches, I believe, mm. we're having. That was what I was told a week ago anyway. And I've had it in my head that that's what we're having. So if there's anything but pulled pork sandwiches, leaving. there's going to be hell to pay. <laughs> yeah, maybe I'll just leave. Bye. <laughs> See ya. Sorry. <laughs> That'd be good. Um, I'm writing down your play of the day to log that in the log. Only three Eagles training camp practices left, Jimmy. The Eagles practice again on Friday, August 19th against the Browns. We will have another practice recap podcast for you coming out Friday evening or so, in addition to our practice notes on Bleeding Green Nation and phillyvoice.com. And then the Eagles will have an off day or a walkthrough before their preseason game against the Browns on Sunday. At this rate, I'm guessing the starters aren't going to play much, if at all. Maybe a driver too. Uh, maybe not even. And then Eagles obviously off on Monday before the joint training camp practices in Miami. So that's what's coming up. Um, again, check out bleedinggreennation.com, phillyvoice.com for all of our coverage. Uh, I guess I didn't really have a final thought. Um, I'm going to say they don't play at all because they only had the one, they only had one joint practice session last year, right? It was just the Jets only, right? No. Or Patriots came to Philly. Oh, that's right. That's right. Okay. Um, yeah, never mind then. <laughs> yeah. But I feel like they're going to feel like, I feel like they're going to feel like we had joint practices today. They were effective. We right. Joint practices in a week, you know, later this week. We expect those to be effective too. No need to get anybody hurt. I agree, especially with how the Eagles practice today. If they come out on Friday and they absolutely like stink up the joint and are like super sloppy and like a you know, bunch of penalties and they look like they're getting their butts kicked, maybe they play a little bit because like maybe that's kind of an incentive too yeah. for them. It's like you have to look sharp in practice and then we won't play in the game. I don't know. When it I looked like Zach Wilson like tore his ACL during that last game, I think that was kind of a reminder. Yeah, like don't screw around, <laughs> you know. So, and he wound up not having a torn ACL. He's only going to be out a few weeks or whatever. But I think just that that almost happened, and they saw the injury right in front of them. That that probably maybe reinforced. Uh, we are we intended to lean into this. Let's stay healthy approach, and we should probably stick to it. Don't disagree. Uh, final, final, final thought quickly before we have to get out is uh, I went to Culver's on the way to my hotel last night. Didn't really have time to do much else because I had to do a podcast uh, on Instagram Live with our good friend, the whiskey influencer, Jimmy. Tried out some whiskeys and talked football with RJ Ochoa and okay. Rob Stats Carrera. And then I had a phone call with Rob Ellis at nine. So it was really busy. And I picked up Culver's. It's fast food that you can't get back where we are. It's like a Midwestern chain. I don't know if you've ever heard of it. I've never heard of it. Or no. been to it. It's good. They do these. The, their burgers are called like butter burgers, which I guess they okay. just put like butter. Not like, you know, literally just right on top as you eat it. But like they're made with butter and they have cheese curds from Wisconsin, supposedly. Okay. And those are pretty good. Uh, a good alternative, I feel like, to fries. So really. Oh, also they have the um, like a custard kind of dessert thing. And uh, I forget what it's called. But. Really good. Like, honestly, it might be the best fast food dessert you can get. Like, it's really, really good ice cream. Uh, yeah, so shout out to Culver's. Uh, we will be back with you, as I said, tomorrow. 
I am on Twitter at Brandon Gowton, Jimmy Kemsky on Twitter at Jimmy Kemsky. Follow along with our work. Check out RighteousFelon.com. Use discount code BGN20 for 20% off your order. Check out Chris and Roach of Roach Realtors and RoachRealtors.com by texting or calling this phone number. 856-906-9295. If you're looking to buy, sell, or rent a house. All right, Jimmy, I will talk to you and see you tomorrow. See you, buddy. BGN. <laughs>